Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Startup Talk. And today we are talking about negotiation strategies, tools, and techniques. Now, negotiation is a key skill for business, for business success, and it's important that both parties leave the table satisfied. Win-win is a good thing, win-lose will only result in lose-lose. But so many entrepreneurs dread negotiations rather than viewing them as opportunities. So today we're going to talk about understanding your negotiation environment so you can apply the right strategy and get a fair and equitable deal. So we're going to talk about how do you prepare for a negotiation? What should be part of your negotiation plan? Which fundamentals do you need to have in place before you step into a negotiation? And how to know which negotiation style is the right one for you? Now, if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Saskia and I help you be the extraordinary entrepreneur you're meant to be. And one way that I do this is by hosting Startup Talk. Every week I host a new guest and we'll cover a topic that will help you grow as an entrepreneur and start up or level up your business. So join me every week here live on Thursday and connect with fellow entrepreneurs, share your best practices, your lessons learned, your wins and frustrations so we can all grow together. As said, we go live every Thursday at seven o'clock in the evening. So that's this time. If you want to know exactly which time that is, I have in the description a link to a shared calendar where you have, so you can see the episode topic and link for every week. Uh, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. And if this time doesn't work for you, you can also rewatch the episode on Facebook, YouTube, and the website of the Entrepreneur Suite. And it's also available as a podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So however you tune in, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And share your thoughts in the comments. Whether you're listening in live or watching the replay, that section is there for a reason. Let us know what you think. Now, let me tell you about our guest of today, the, incredibly, the incredible Stephanie Blacklaw. She is the founder and CEO of Protect Her Business, a business consultancy firm based in Houston, Texas. She helps her clients from all over the world to protect their business idea, their brands, their companies by identifying opportunities for growth and barriers that will hinder long-term success. And she provides her clients with a clear strategy on how to achieve the opportunities and overcome their roadblocks. Now, before I pull on the stage, I, <laughs> she made me promise that I would give this disclaimer. Um, protect Her Business is not a law firm or a substitute of an attorney or law firm. The information and tips that she will provide today are for information purposes only and should not be construed as legal or financial advice. So now, without any further ado, let's give a warm welcome to Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm so happy to have you on the show. I really like the topic you've chosen for today because this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, even though it's so important for your business success. There is so much to negotiate about. So I'm really happy to have you on the show here to talk about it today. I'm happy to be here. Good. So you are the founder of She Protects Her Business. How did that came to be? So yes, I'm a business consultant and negotiation expert. Um, so as you've as you see in the title, it, my company is called Protect Her Business, so my target audience are female entrepreneurs, but uh, business principles and negotiation tips and negotiation plan, that's universal. So 
I spent uh, my corporate career working for startups and smaller organizations scaling up their ventures. And so I, I understand those, the fear, the struggle, the doubts that so many entrepreneurs have. I remember when I walked, walked into my first big negotiation, it was for that company, it was an investor agreement. It was make or break for it, for that company. So I was really nervous. I understand uh the that fear when it creeps up and uh so i've i've done lots of things i've i've been part of an international uh negotiation team for a cross-border divestitures i've written a prospectus for a publicly listed company i have done um management uh or key account management for long-term service contract with major players in the industry so I understand that the roller coaster of feelings and all this, the, the feelings and the experience that I gained, um, that's what I draw on um, to help my clients um, and to fast track their business success. And yeah, so, but I've also seen my parents uh, grow their business to its full potential. So I've seen their wins, but also their struggles. So I get uh, that when entrepreneurs come to me, I, I understand their feelings and I understand that not everything is something like, oh, okay, you just do it. Well, I, I, I completely agree. It's, um, I think with negotiations, there's a lot of emotion involved. It's, yeah. you know, you're starting your business, you're growing your business, it's, it's your baby, so to speak. And then you have this deal that can make or break something. And then, you know, you get in your head, your emotions run all over the place. Then what? How do you, how do you start then? How do you start with preparing a negotiation? So I, I like definitions. So um, let's start off with what what I believe is a negotiation. Yeah, so, I think that's a good um, one. First, what is a, a negotiation? Yeah, maybe I was too enthusiastic. I wanted to. <laughs> let's start with the basic. <laughs> okay, let's start with basics. So I like the definition that the authors of the book um, get to, uh, getting to yes coined. It's they say it's um, a back and forth communication between you and the counterparty and. There are certain interests that are shared and certain interests that are opposed. So the result of this back and forth communication between you and um, the counterparty or the parties at some point, it's, it's more than one party, uh, it should be an, a fair and equitable deal. It should be uh, an agreement that all parties are satisfied with because imagine if you have to fulfill a contractual obligation, even if it's just for six months, but you dread it every time you have to do it, all this energy you have to put in, it's going to feel like climbing Mount Everest in sandals. So you don't want to do that. So you want to prepare well for it. And you you want to approach it as, oh, wait, um, maybe not like this is something I've never done before. So let's leave it to the last minute. No, take your time and, and prepare well. And um, the more you're prepared, the less this feeling of fear can creep up. And um, kind of like remember that if you are uh, uncertain, it will show. It will show and your counterparty will be able to read that. So uh, put, um, I like to put a negotiation plan in place. So with my clients, I start with a checklist and uh, that checklist is then the basis 
for building um, a solid negotiation plan. Well, I and think that's a very good thing to start with, especially doing your homework, uh, taking out the emotions, taking out the your, your own insecurities, making sure that that doesn't show, but that you're well prepared at the table. I think that that's very valuable. So you start with a checklist. So um, I start off with asking uh, my clients, so what do you actually want from this negotiation? Think of it, not so much, yeah, a signed agreement. Just think of it, um, put it in the bigger picture of um, how does it fit in with your company's short and longer term goals? And then that often leads to, oh wait, I don't have certain business fundamentals in place. So for example, I don't have, I haven't really thought about my business model. So if you don't have certain fundamentals in place and you, or you cannot communicate them well, then the result for you might not be what you desire because you haven't looked at it from a bigger picture perspective. So if you haven't put the fundamentals in place, that's where you start before we start even building the rest or go through the checklist and build your negotiation plan. Okay, so um, you really need to know your business fundamentals, your business model. You need to have a, a clear business plan. And I think this also helps against shiny object, object syndrome, you know, like, oh, I have an opportunity. Yeah, let's just go there. Not, not ask why or how does this serve my business. But, you know, you take out that shiny object syndrome and you have a clear plan. This is what yeah. I want and how I want to achieve it. Or like uh, a lot of entrepreneurs start one way, kind of like it's you can think of it as like building a bridge. You start and you put effort in and you start building the bridge across that, um, that the river there and, um, and halfway through, it's kind of like the, you said, the shiny objects and rocks. Oh, wait, something new comes up. Let's build this one. So, um, yeah. Yeah, then you it's have a lot of, of half-built bridges. Yes, and you, which is you a never lot of really effort. Get... Yeah, which is a lot of effort and you're not getting anywhere. Exactly. So you want to avoid that. And um, also remember um, your core values. So if you are um, a solo entrepreneur, they're usually your own values. But think of them because they should guide you along the way as well. It's like, if does it feel right for you to sign this agreement? Um, for more established companies, if you if you do something that's against your core values, it might not be in you, your target audience might not appreciate it, and you might lose uh, a market segment. So you don't want to do that. So keep that in mind as well. Um, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, like then, <laughs> then think about what you bring to the table, because everyone brings something to the table. Um, what's your negotiation leverage? Maybe your company, you and your company are uh, opening the door for um, the counterparty to enter a new market segment. You never know. But think about it. Um, it can just be something very little, especially if you're just starting up. But think about it. It it might just help you get um, a, a deal. It's like if you if you don't prepare well, you might either leave money on the table or you're getting taken advantage of at the negotiating table, or you just, you, you might miss out on an even better deal because if I'm so focused on, I don't know, selling, for example, a hundred uh, tools of that I've developed, but you actually wanna um, buy a thousand, but I'm so focused on just selling a hundred, I miss out on an even better deal. So 
have keep that in mind. Um, you never know what it could be. And if it's just something little, it might just enable an even better deal. Okay, but so it's it's knowing what's in it for you, but also what's in it for them, because they're sitting at the table with you as well. There, there must be something they want to yeah, have. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming right? to them as well. They, okay. I'm, I'm okay. still with you and then we get into the, the counterparty so <laughs> okay i need to practice on my on my patients <laughs> no don't worry about it so <laughs> the next step is thinking about strength weaknesses vulnerabilities for for example for lots of entrepreneurs um a challenge is cash flow so keep that keep those challenges in mind uh, so that when you come up with proposals or you receive proposals that um, it's not, you don't scramble and like, oh, how can I do this? You have, you've thought it through and you can reply and it can, you can make it work for both parties. Uh, the next one is your BATNA. So it's, for example, it's BATNA what, means wait, wait, what's a BATNA? The BATNA is the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So... If you don't get to if you don't get to the result, um, meaning you you are not able to sign an agreement with your counterparty, which happens at some there are instances you just have to walk away. What what are you gonna do? Are you gonna buy from the competitor and that has implications, for example, on price or um, delivery time, which means then your project timeline is extended. So uh, think of what alternatives you have sometimes it's just status quo but have it thought through just as much as your reservation point which is basically i like to think of it as kind of like you draw a line in the sand certain things um all above here is what i can agree to there will be kind of like the least acceptable agreement for me and everything below you just have to walk away but you need to have thought it through where you're gonna draw the line yeah yeah you need to know where is your line absolutely mm -hmm. yes and you also need to have thought of non-negotiables so that could be that often um relates to your values so or can or can be other things because um you need to be within a certain timeline so um getting the the parts for, for example, the tool you're building and they come three months late isn't going to work for you. So there are, there are like, for example, time or certain a price point. There are things that are non-negotiables, have, have thought them through before you get even to the negotiating table. And now I'm coming to what you've thought and <laughs> what you've um, started talking about earlier is actually thinking about um, your counterparty because lots of entrepreneurs stop kind of like their preparation with, I have thought of everything that relates to me and my business, but they forget the counterparty because they're part of the equation. Yeah, so, it's also about what's in it for them, right? Yes, exactly. So what's in it for them? What's their negotiation, uh, negotiation leverage? Why are they wanting to negotiate with you? And you, you don't want to stop your homework kind of homework halfway through because if you don't do it, you might get surprises and you don't want surprises while you're in that negotiation process. It's tense no matter what. 
so you don't want to get a surprise. So you want to think about whatever you have thought about for yourself. You want to do the same um, and think it through for your counterparty. And I know that some... Isn't that a lot of guessing work? Like, I think they would yeah. want to have X, Y, and Z. So it, it, sometimes it's easier to find that information. Sometimes it's more difficult. But think of it, I, um, you might just have someone in your network that has negotiated with that party before. So you could ask them. Um, you can do some research um, on the internet. I mean, Google might just be your best friend. Yes, it, it will be to a certain extent guesswork. And um, but you want to get as much information as you can. But also, usually, I mean, we don't tend to just end up at a negotiating table without any communication beforehand. So no, you want to. So you want to take whatever email communication you had, or telephone calls, or Zoom uh, meetings. <laughs> um, you wanna you wanna read between the lines. You wanna look at the. Uh, non-verbal communication you want to just pick a everything you can just have before before when you kind of like get to know them have kind of like this mindset of okay i'm gonna look at and uh, kind of like soak up every information i can and then it might be then it, it should or might hopefully be easier to answer those questions and kind of like make that negotiation plan and take the other party into account Okay, but, so then you you have an estimated guess or a good yes. estimated guess, and you you, yes. you know kind of know what you can expect. Yeah, Hopefully. and if you are and like usually industries, it's not like that. It's you you know each other in the industry, so that it that it, usually you can call someone or talk to someone and get a feel. Um, so yeah, you should it's it um, it's will usually be better than just just guesswork um and it sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's a little more difficult do you notice is there a difference between say you are a, a one person army startup versus a i don't know a big company say you're going negotiations you're you're going to have negotiations with google for instance or microsoft or something like that is your preparations then different versus when the, the other party is yeah, just as big as you are so in the end, it um, it comes down to the same. That the negotiation prep is going to be similar. It's just the scale is different. If you are negotiating with Google, um, uh, there is a lot more work to do, um, and it, it might it, it's going to be more complex. But um, the principles are the same. Uh, okay. The principles will be will always be the same, but um, just all the little details that that flow into that or that make up this plan, they're gonna be more complex. And like Google, like big companies, it doesn't even have to be uh, Google, but established companies, they have. Um, just think about it. Um, if you are a one woman show, uh, it's um, me, myself, and I. So I have to do all the prep work myself. But if you are a team, um, you get lots more input. You have um, kind of like different points of view, and it's it's not quite as overwhelming. But uh, in the end, it's the same. It's the same checklist or same same approach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then you have your plan. 
Yes. Then what? So, um, so just as you realize, even with the best plan, um, signing or like coming to an agreement, it's it's never guaranteed. But if you don't prep, the risk that you fail and don't get the agreement or you're not satisfied with it, um, it's just increasing. So you don't want to you don't want to do that. So what what comes next? What's really important to me for my clients is mindset, uh, because lots of entrepreneurs forget that. And kind of like we know from our daily lives, if we are nervous, it shows it's other people pick up on it. So you want to be in the right frame of mind so that when you get to, I don't know, the Zoom call or maybe at some point when we're going to get back to uh, negotiation in offices, you never know, uh, you want to ooze confidence because research has shown if you are scared, if you feel overwhelmed, if there's any feeling of fear, usually results in you making a lower offer or your expectations are kind of you have low expectations for this negotiation process so kind of like you can see where where we're gonna kind of like where that might lead so you are not getting the best deal you will leave money at the table and so we don't want to do that no, so you know yeah so there are a couple of tips um that i give my clients uh to to avoid that and um so realize that everything is negotiable nothing is off limits nothing is final until you've actually signed the agreement so uh just because you might have agreed on it um uh, verbally um or in a, in a call it doesn't mean that the other party won't uh pick it apart again because everything is is negotiable until you've signed it until you've signed it okay so mm -hmm. there's a lot of, of room to wiggle in there by the way i see we yes. have samson here in the comments um i would love to be negotiation with google, in negotiation with google and um she's thanking you for some very great tips so that's very good to hear thank you samson uh, you're very welcome okay. so um, so the mindset knowing everything is negotiable and everything is <laughs> fluid until the you have signed at the dotted line yes um a growth mindset is really important. So if you go in with a fixed mindset, you're kind of like, this is my plan and this is where I'm going to go. You you can, you can will lose, uh, you will leave money at the table um, and you might just miss out on a really great deal. So you don't want to do that. Growth mindset, be open. And maybe, I mean, so often uh, there are, you come up with really great ideas just because you talk. And um, you start with something and then uh, I, it's kind of like this back and forth. And then suddenly you come up with a, a really great solution that you have never thought about. So go in with a growth mindset. Okay, and so it's not, not, it's not about being fixed on the outcome, but it's actually yeah. looking at how can we create something amazing or yeah. build something. How can we build that bridge together? Um, yes. And the road to that bridge can be different than you envisioned it in the beginning. Yeah, like out kind of like this outside the box thinking um yeah um okay. and just understand that I've, I've mentioned it before that sometimes you just cannot reach a deal you try really hard both parties try hard and it just doesn't work out 
and um, have, have it thought through before you get to the negotiating table. How do you think it might make you feel? How will you react? Or just just think it through um, because it it can come up and it might be uh, it, it it might be quite relevant. Um, what's also important is think of how can you want to be confident. Uh, so how can you ooze confidence? Um, are there any any kind of like I give some little tips like um, dress appropriately. Don't uh, show up in, in a blouse and a skirt and high heels when everyone else is in a jeans and t-shirt. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's um, very balanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's little things like it. Um, or um, sit up straight. Keep eye contact. Um, if you tend to talk with your arms like this and you might want to hold a pen or, I don't know, find something so that uh, kind of like it grounds you a bit and your mind can kind of like focus on, I don't know, a pen or whatever it might be that you hold so that you can keep your arms still. And um, you, it's just, it, um, you're perceived as more confident if you do that. Yeah, if um, you have this rest in your body language, that yes. it's typically, um, it oozes out more confidence than when you're, you know, jumping around all over the place, then yes. that gives a different image of yourself. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And um, lots of people, when they get nervous, they start using their arms. So, yeah. So that's a great tell. So what I'm wondering, so you're mostly focusing or you are focusing on the female entrepreneur. Do you notice there's a difference between how males and females approach negotiation tactics and especially the mindset I can imagine? Yes, uh, I've, I feel like that uh, for, for women, the emotions are much more part of the negotiation. For them, um, especially if they kind of like, as you've mentioned before, it's like your business is your baby. You you understand all those, all the sweat, the tears that you've put in and they bubble up a lot more during negotiations and, and men are, um, tend to approach uh, negotiations a lot more rational uh, or, or maybe they just are able to put the feelings a lot more to the side. Uh, but yes, it, the, the emotion, the mindset and the feelings play a much bigger role for, uh, for women than for men. Okay. So for women, there's also the more the reason to have a good preparation, to do your homework, to know what is it you want, what you don't want, when do you walk away, what are your badness? Yes. And, um, also, um, this change in perspective, because, uh, this, often if you're uncertain about something it's you you avoid it as long as you can and at some point then you have to deal with it and it's kind of like uh negotiation preparation and the negotiation process is more done on the fly and that usually doesn't yield the results you are aiming for so um i i understand that it's it can be difficult it can it um it's just you're anxious about it and you kind of like put it to the side don't do that um if you change your your mindset and, and view it as an opportunity 
it I know it's like the first step is always the hardest but uh, the more you then prepare the easier it gets um, not saying that it's something that just uh, flows but it's the, the more you the more you uh, prepare the less fear will, you will have and the more you will view it as an opportunity and um, the more you're open to to proposals and um, the more likely you will get the result you were aiming for. I think those are great tips. Um, so then you, you've done your homework, you have your plan, you've worked on your mindset, you're, you're, you, you have your, your attitude right there with you, you're stepping into the room or into the Zoom meeting. Um, <laughs> do you notice, are there different ways people negotiate, different styles, and, and how do you know what works for you? So I don't think it's so much how what works for you. It's much more of understanding of who you are or what negotiation, like what type of negotiator are you? Kind of like uh, we all different people. So we are different the way we approach uh, negotiations and kind of like I like to use uh, Kilman's five uh, conflict styles. So I get that conflict isn't negotiation, but these conflict styles correlate quite well with the different styles of negotiators. So it's obviously there are, we are all different. So there are obviously different uh, nuances to those uh, five different styles, but it gives you an overview. Okay, so can you help me out? Because I'm not familiar with the five conflict styles and I don't want to, want this to be a test. Like, what are the five conflict no, styles? No, I'm not familiar you don't with them. But so help me out. It, what are these styles? So it's the types. competing, the accommodating, um, the avoiding, uh, the collaborative, and the compromising style. And um, the competing one is... So let's, let's rewind a bit. Um, so kind of like with the kind of like the business prep or like the negotiation prep list building that plan it's kind of like you approach it a similar way you look at how you tend kind of like how who are you kind of like and what's your style um often if we ask friends and family because we negotiate on on a daily basis it's formal informal of course. yes of course that's so, all. <laughs> we friends family colleagues know us pretty well and they they you will get feedback there so you you if you don't know kind of like how you might approach the negotiation um then go and ask um friends family and you'll get some feedback and it will be easier for you to kind of like understand your style but then kind of like the same as I've said with understanding your counterparty, uh, also understand um, maybe it's uh, guesswork, but try to find out how they tend to negotiate. Are they um, aggressive? Are they, um, we want a deal and we want it now and we're not interested in building a long-term relationship or they're more um, collaborative. Uh, we want a good relationship. We have a long-term view. so. There are the you want to try to figure out as much as you can because it will help you um, kind of like uh, navigate the negotiation environment and the negotiation process better. Okay, so, okay. So, but I can imagine. Yeah. Well, as you said earlier, you've all 
typically you've already spoken to the, 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 the guy or woman at the other side of the table. So you have a feeling um, like this is the type of person that's there. Maybe there are more persons there and well, they, they can blindside you with, oh, this is a type I maybe wouldn't have, have um, expected to have at the negotiation table. How do you deal with that? Do you make a plan for, hey, what if this happens? What if, is, is that part of your plan? Um, yes, for example, it's off, it's like we, like from daily life, we know that there are things that can throw you off balance. So you need to, um, you probably know yourself quite well that um, that can happen and how you will react. But um, kind of like, I, t I tell my clients, so if that happens and you need to recover from poise, kind of like ask for, I don't know, a coffee break or like a bathroom break or just, hey, let's take a 10 minute break. And for me, um, I like to leave the room because a change of scenery helps. And yes, as you said, um, there can be tactics uh, part of it and uh, that will happen, but uh, maybe just leaving the room and catching your breath uh, might help you uh, kind of like uh, calm down and um, yeah. voice uh, yourself. Yeah, That's and and reboot. Yeah, yeah, reboot. I love that tip. I um so typically when I go into a negotiation, you get you know who are you and who are we and how can we work together. And I just had to think back about the negotiation. It's a few years ago. It was with a quite a big company, and I came in and I, I we were just starting. And literally the guy walks in and he's like, "What are you here to do?" And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> And maybe in that moment, I would have said, okay, this is in that moment, I already knew this is not going to be it. This is not going to be it. Um, so it wasn't, and it, it didn't become something like that. Uh, but it, it caught me off guard, you know, like, what do you mean? What am I here to do? He, he, he really had no idea. I had made a whole proposal. We had conversations via mail and stuff, but this was the guy that was intended to be there, wasn't there. So they sent a different one and it was, you know, a bit higher up in the tree and I was just so flabbergasted, like, what do you mean you don't know why I'm here? Then why am I even here, you know? So it wasn't the best I was coming there. Sometimes um, that can be tactics as well. So sometimes it's like, why why are we talking? Like, meaning, why are we even having this negotiation? I know that I don't want to work with you. But sometimes it's just used as a tactics to just get kind of like um throw you off balance so that you're like oh no oh no and you never know it's it's it's, it's difficult to say like uh now um was it tactics or just did they not want to work with the company you worked for at that time i think but looking back at it it's uh, it was a kind of company there were two directors and one of them was very collaborative and the other one was just like nope and I initially spoke with the very collaborative one, but then in the meeting I had the other one and he was just like, nope. So, oh well, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah, it's it, it sometimes happens. you just need to walk away. Sometimes, well, and it's a good learning experience. And I think yes. that, that also ties back with your comment about the growth mindset. It The fact that I, in that moment, didn't get what I wanted out of the negotiation didn't doesn't mean that you failed you learned something no. and maybe yes. it just wasn't meant to be and then it's a good thing that you know when to walk away yes and um it can also be if you look back at it as um how did I react how what can I improve next time that happens 
and um, what will I do when I'm I meet such a like it, kind of like he seemed to me this the the guy that he ended up with in the negotiation much more of a competing negotiate like negotiator this this style of uh, being extremely assertive and very confident um, sometimes even dumb like he sounded like very domineering so it's like how are you going to meet because you we will meet people like that in in, in business so um, what what can we do that we are not feeling like we failed uh, what can we learn and uh, we what can you do so that next time that happens again um, you walk out uh, in like walk out either earlier or walk out differently um, just uh, look at it and uh, what have you learned and how can you do it next time so that you feel better in that situation yeah yeah I think indeed having a great plan having a good plan doing the homework knowing this is when I'm walking away this is when I'm staying this is what I want from it these are my alternatives I think that's very valuable I think the mindset part is really important uh, seeing like it's an, an, a negotiation it's not all negotiations are all or nothing, you know? It's not like yeah. every negotiation you have is, is the balance of your company is is, is, is waiting there, uh, on, on is resting on that one single moment in time. And um, it's it's accepting that sometimes it will work out and sometimes it will not work out. Yes. That's just part of the deal. Yes, exactly. So if you look at negotiations, what is a, a common myth for people who um, do a lot of negotiations? It depends where you are in your journey. I think um, if you're just starting up, um, often the association is, oh, it's um, it's scary. Um, I will be taken advantage of, and kind of like dollar signs, meaning it uh, it there is a good chance that it might cost me a lot of money because I need to involve. An, an attorney, I need to uh, have uh, lots of different people involved and um, it's just expensive. And if it doesn't work out, then um, I've spent all this money um, and I haven't gotten anywhere. Kind of like a, a negative view. Yeah, so it's really the mindset. Yes. Or it sounds really like the mindset. Well, you just, uh, you said an attorney and that actually triggers me. When when do you include an, an attorney? in a negotiation when you know like okay wait now it's not it shouldn't just be me at the table i need to include an attorney when do you come to that point um there is no there is no kind of like uh it's not like math uh one plus one equals two it's not like that so um you should have an attorney um find someone you trust someone you can work with Obviously, that attorney needs to be licensed in the jurisdiction uh, of the where you the, uh, of of the contract. So, uh, have someone that you trust can work well with, and um, depending on uh, on the size of the deal, sometimes they are part of the negotiation team. Sometimes is you negotiated, um, and um, both parties send it then to their respective attorneys they have a look through and then um it's them kind of like saying oh no this we can't have this wording this doesn't work um but it depends very much on the situation but uh first of all uh, an, a handshake agreement isn't something that you should have 
it should always be signed uh yeah. and um and you should have it uh checked by uh your trusted attorney uh so that you are sure whatever the the counterparty told you this means if you're not familiar with um the legalese um then i'm kind of like does it really mean what they are telling me or from my from my side uh, in connection with the responsibilities and obligations i have does this really mean this or does it expose my company to some sort of risk that i haven't calculated and that could break my company if it goes wrong so yeah. you want to have this that kind of like um that safety net of having someone then attorney have it look through and and check and so that you are sure that what you sign is what you sign and not something that you think you're going to sign yeah and i can second that that was one lessons learned i had a few years ago we had a uh, it was with a whole team and we had this this huge party that wanted to work with us and it was just you know out of the world if that happened we would you know we would almost literally change the world as we knew it today uh but they you know they had a contract and they had a short amount of time so we could review it but then it had to be signed because up, 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 you know time was of the essence and we were so excited and we're like oh wow we're gonna change the world you know that whole stuff so we we, we checked it as a as a legal noob, if I may say, and um, we signed it. And afterwards, we actually let the check. We had it checked by an, uh, an attorney, and he was like, "This is so fake. This is you're not. You didn't sign anything. You know, this is like." And in the end, it completely fell through. It's uh, it, it that also was not meant to be. So I can absolutely second if you have uh, if you have a um, a negotiation that went well, and you're before you sign, always make sure that an attorney checks it that you know what you're signing for and don't let yourself be carried away by you know the excitement like oh the sooner i sign it the better it is ooh, 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 ooh. yeah and and just realize that sometimes when the other party pushes and says oh let's sign let's sign this um time is of the essence like we we need to get this done this can also be tactics can also be a tactic that's true yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you're so just you know, in the moment that you're like, you want to believe that, oh no, they, they have the best intention. And it's not saying that they don't, but it doesn't mean that that's the same as the best intention for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, well, Stephanie, I love the content you're showing here and the, the, the tips you've given here. If our viewers want to learn more about you, where can they go? And what uh, can you offer them? My, my website, uh, protectorbusiness.com. Yeah, I'm also on on Instagram um, with the the handle uh, Protector Business or Stephanie Blacklaw on LinkedIn. Um, so what do I do? So I have um, a signature service, uh, which is um, her business expansion assessment. It's an holistic assessment um, fit for startups, small businesses, and companies um, expanding and growing. So what I do is I want my client to understand uh, where they are, where are they right now with their company, uh, pinpoint growth potential, because often um, if you're so focused on your company, trying to grow it, and we, as entrepreneurs, the, the to-do list gets longer. As soon as we have crossed something off, at least three new topics have been added to it. So you sometimes don't see um, growth opportunities. 
So I come in as uh, the, an objective sort of third party and have a look and, and help you identify the growth potential. But also uh, sometimes we don't view certain things as roadblocks because those barriers or roadblocks can mean that actually um, with these, if you, if you don't address them, um, you can't achieve long-term business success. And uh, what I do is we go through this assessment, I'll give you a report and then um, either you can implement uh, the recommendations I give you uh, or we can do it together and I can help you. And uh, part of the, the follow-up uh, services that I provide is, for example, helping you prepare for negotiations. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. And you have a book coming up, right? Yes, I have. A, I'm writing a book and it'll be published uh, later this year. And I'll, um, I'm trying to leverage the knowledge of seasoned successful female entrepreneurs, kind of like the golden nuggets they shared with me, kind of like trying to tell um, and tell their stories and like how did they overcome challenges and how did they, were they able to secure um, revenue streams um, develop and like how did they grow their business idea like creating this buzz for your company so that people are getting the interest to um i'm, I'm trying to to I'm, I'm collecting this knowledge and and hopefully um entrepreneurs just starting up and with so much information on our fingertips every day but trying to condense it so that you have uh Kind of like kind of like the negotiation plan and a plan that can help you going forward okay. sounds good well i'm i'm really looking forward to that book as well it sounds thank amazing you. so yeah stephanie thank you for being here with us today i really liked the topic uh, the the tips that you gave us so it's important that we have a clear plan that we know what is it that we want, what is it that we don't want, what are when are we walking away, what do we expect that the other people, the, the other party wants, and how can we um, make mutual benefit out of that? We spoke about mindset, we spoke about the different uh, negotiation types and how you can leverage that and how you also should incorporate that in the plan. And once you've done your negotiation, always make sure that a lawyer checks it. Yes. So. Does that cover the, I think that covers the, yes, the summarizes covers it, it, right? Yes, really yeah. well. Well, thank you for being here today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, great. Um, so yeah, if you want to know more about Stephanie, definitely check out her website and her book. And if you like this kind of content, then make sure to like this video and share your thoughts in the comments. And if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the Entrepreneur Suite. And if you want to know more about me, this show, the Entrepreneur Suite, go to theentrepreneursuite.com. And of course, join me again next week. My guest will then share her inspiring story about how she is competing against a giant. I'm not going to say yet which giant, but it's... Um, yeah, if you if you ever stayed somewhere and it wasn't in a hotel, then typically you know the name of it. So that's something next week. Um, yeah, thank you all for being here with us today. And I hope to see you all again next week. Bye, everyone.